0: trust perfect timing. It's how I live. It's how I do business. It's how I do everything in my life. And I would say, take that to heart, that there's a perfect timing already occurring in life. And when you get really authentic and present and connect with that, I find that your business and life and
1: everything you do works out. Welcome to Star of the Doubts. My name is Jared Easley. I'm your host. And joining me is the lovely co-host, not chris murphy it's jessica carbarino from EverySingledollar.com. hi jessica
2: hey everyone
1: jessica you sound awake you sound relaxed you sound ready to roll
2: this is what happens on four hours of sleep and having tequila shots the night before okay thankfully on star of the doubts
1: we stopped judging yesterday
2: <laughs> yay good i'm on a clean slate now well
1: speaking of clean slate there are people that want to make clean slates. They want to be conscious. They want to be millionaires. There isn't a better guest that can help with that than J.V. Crum III. He is the conscious millionaire. J.V., how you doing, sir? Hey, Jared. You know what? I think we shouldn't just starve the doubts. I think we need to crush them and just put them out. Well, J.V., you have come to the right place. Thank you for being here. So, J.V., a question that I like to ask a lot of guests on the first time is, what's the best concert that you've ever been to? Wow, that's, a, that's actually a difficult one because I spent
0: the summer going to concerts and camping. Recently, you know, um, I'm going to go with Dixie Chicks. I just saw Dixie Chicks. I uh, would not have
1: guessed Dixie Chicks.
0: Dixie News Chicks slash. were great.
2: Dixie Chicks is the hottest concert this summer, I guess, right? Because well, it's one, of, it's
0: one of the hot concerts. Uh, I went to a lot of hot concerts, but Dixie Chicks.
1: Yeah, I'm a wide open spaces kind of guy.
2: I do have Ready to Run, too yeah <laughs> there we go <laughs> i love them both uh, i
1: want to know i want you to know that adele did
0: two concerts two blocks from me but i didn't have a ticket
2: oh man i know i would have loved to go see adele i know She's fantastic and i had a jackson i
0: had a janet jackson ticket that was for last year she changes she changes the concert from last year in october to january of this year she changes it from january to july 6th and then cancels the whole tour because she gets pregnant
1: yeah and she's in her 40s which is a pretty interesting she's up there she's
2: isn't she in her 50s she's closer to 50 i
0: I gotta admit that i said to myself i'm gonna get i'm gonna get older but it ain't gonna matter but janet's gonna get older and i'm probably not gonna want to go see her then right So I was like a year that I waited and they finally gave me the money back. Can you believe that? A
1: year three scheduling to see the same concert? Yeah. Mm. Oh, wow. But I bet it would have been great. I really wanted to go. I am disappointed for you. And if I were to see Adele, I would say hello. (laughs) Hello. I don't
2: know the rest of the lyrics right now.
1: I actually have uh, 25. (laughs) I play that first track a lot. That's a great track. Yeah. It's also a nice way to greet someone new. (laughs) (laughs) Hello. (laughs) Hello.
2: Well, if you're speaking English, yeah, it doesn't well, it work means, in other countries. Know, it's a lot
1: better than saying goodbye. You meet <laughs> yes. somebody, goodbye, Jared. Right? Okay, so JV, you go to a lot of events. You get to say hello to a lot of people. I so do. How do you determine what event is worth your time? I mean, you're a successful man. You've got a lot of things going on, and we're going to talk about some of that. But I want to know how do you determine what events to yeah, invest in? Yeah, it's a, it's and a really big uh, question
0: because I'm already, you know, here we are, 2016. I'm already booking out my 2017 and putting the brakes on uh, signing up for stuff because I already have five events for next year. And I'm going, okay, you got to kind of be really careful about this. I actually spend a lot of time scrutinizing why I want to go to an event. And I look at who's going to be there. I talk to people who've been there. A lot of times like this FinCon, I knew a number of people over the last two years who had been everybody said good things. So I said, okay, let's go try it out. Not to mention it's in San Diego, one of my favorite cities in the country. So, um, Not too so shabby. that's how I do it. But I think something I do different is that when I come to an event, I have very strategic outcomes before I ever get there as to what I want to accomplish. So I stay on task. So here it's about sponsors, it's about clients, and it's about podcast guests. So I have quotas that I want to get out of all of that, I bring my book, I give it out. So everything to me is a system. And every morning I get up, I know what I want to accomplish that
1: day.
2: I need to read some more of his books and information because he sounds like he's on it.
1: (laughs) Well, and JV, this isn't your first rodeo. We know that. You've gone to a number of events and you're well beyond... Podcast movement, I want to point out. All three podcast movements. He has been to podcast movement three years in a row, which JV, I, I do want to ask you this. You've been to a lot of events. So Podcast movement. How would you compare that to some of the others? I mean, I don't pretend it's the best out there, but I, no, I know actually, I think it's got to be reasonable. I, I, I for thought you it to was great because
0: around. typically I don't go to breakout sessions. You know, it's so funny because somebody was saying, "Well, what are you going to?" I didn't even until I got here. I didn't even know who was speaking. No clue. I didn't even look at it because it's not my criteria to go to an event because of the speakers. I'm generally going to the event because who do I think is going to be attracted to it? Because I want to spend my time meeting people. Right. So what was unique about podcast movement is I went to a number of breakout sessions and then I went back and I used a lot of that information to make changes in my business. I thought the quality of the breakout
1: sessions were excellent. Would you be willing to share some of the things that were takeaways from the conference that you were able to take back and apply? Yeah. And maybe I mean, why that was necessary. Yeah, no, I'll be glad to. And well, let's
0: talk about the podcast. So I have a podcast has been fairly successful and I'm sitting in a breakout session and I'm going, oh. Wow, did I miss the point that I was not answering one specific problem that my market had, that i had created a podcast that was, had great information, but it was more like it was cause-based about creating a business that made a difference, but that's not an answer. So we completely reinvented everything. The same questions, but all of a sudden it has a different intro and a different focus. And it's how do you create your first million? That answers a question and people love that question now. And I got that out of podcast movement. I think the podcast is literally could be twice as good in content because it's so specific. If you're not a business owner or coach who wants to create your first million, maybe you don't want to listen to it. But if that's what you want, we're going to give you information on how you do that.
2: So how did that help your podcast then? Well, I think it helped it
0: tremendously because it changed how we were writing about it. It changed. Right now, we're booking a lot of clients. I already have everything through the end of the year. So if you don't relate to mindset, systems, or execution, we've decided those are the three areas that matter the most. I'm not booking you for the show anymore. So now we know with more specificity who should be on the show and with more specificity how to angle the show so it's going to give even more value to the people who are listening to it. And I got that out of going to a breakout session.
1: Uh, JV, for those that don't know, you've been doing the podcast now for a while. How long How long has the show well, been going? last Well, uh, today is a,
0: our week anniversary of our third year. So we the so 16th was the beginning of our third year. And this week, tomorrow will be our first weekend edition. It's called Weekend Motivation. It's no more than 10 minutes long. And I'm going to pump my audience up, give them a challenge at the end of every show of something they can go do in the next 24 hours that will take their life and business to the next level, raise the bar on what they're doing but it will never be more than a 10-minute show. And then the other five shows are the interview shows, but this adds a whole new dimension.
1: I love it. And for someone to put out a podcast for three years straight, I mean, that is a insane amount of work. You know this, JV. It is an insane it's amount so, of work. So that's a question I have for you is, uh, what kind of results have you seen from the podcast that have encouraged you to say, hey, this is worth continuing, and I'm going to keep, not only continue, but I'm going to continue to invest yeah. in it.
0: So now we're, you know we're getting sponsors. We're getting a lot of people coming to the website, signing up. So we've invented ways to get people to the website. So like every a guest gives away a gift, but all of a sudden it dawned on me after about a year or so that I was sending all this traffic to their websites, but I wasn't getting the traffic. So now we have a gift page and in the middle of the show, not the end of the show, because we want to be sure everybody hears it and we preframe it at the front of the show, you're going to get a great business building gift. We give away the gift, but to get the gift, you have to come to our website, put in your name and email. So now you get into our list and then we send you to a page. But you've got all the different gifts from everybody who's ever been on the show with a gift image that you click on and it hyperlinks to their website. So everybody wins bigger out of that. So we're looking at things like that. I give away a free gift on every show and I rotate it so that it's at least four shows before the same gift comes again. So we've looked at those kind of things, but I have to say the number one thing that's kept me going with it, even though we've had all these kind of you know number results and all that kind of stuff, is it is the most fun I've ever had in my own life. And I feel total joy interviewing people. And it's just the coolest gig to get to the Rolodex I've made of, you know, John Gray's been on the show seven times, Jack Canfield a couple of times. The people that I've gotten to be friends with that I would never have had a reason to meet because they've been on the show. Those are all like side benefits that I honestly didn't think about up front. But now I have all these people that I do business deals with, Almost everybody I do a business deal with now, or I have an, a, like in the next six weeks, I'm doing four affiliate launches with people. Every one of those come off of my guests from the podcast.
2: So as someone who doesn't have a podcast, what advice would you give to someone who's thinking about starting a podcast? Well,
0: when I started my podcast, I just knew it was something I was supposed to do. And so I did make the right decision. But I, all these things I'm now talking about that are very strategic were not part of the plan, especially the first year. So I would say, before you ever launch, get clear about who your market is, what problem you're solving, what you want out of it for your business, what you want your guests to get out of it, because I think that's very critical. Why does the guest want to be on your show? Like We have a lot of New York Times bestselling authors that come on specifically because they're launching another book. We'll record the show as if it's the day their launch occurs. I'll mention the book a bunch of times, get to really promote it. And they're super happy, and then they send their friends because I helped promote their book that was coming out. So you got to look at the angles of what are you doing for your guest, what is the reason that your listener wants to keep coming back? So how do you keep, you know, giving them great material? And like even at the beginning of the show, framing what are you going to get at the middle, what are you going to get at the end, so they have a reason to stay on. And then what I did do that I thought was completely right is I had three. I've launched two podcasts. We have two going, and. Both times, I had three months worth of shows in the can the day we launched. And I typically stay two to three months ahead. That was really important. And then don't launch until you're ready. Conscious Millionaire launched a month late from my plan because a week before we were going to launch, I said, you know, our marketing plan, it is not together. We are not ready for the launch. But when we launched, we got very quickly number one in our three categories, but it was because we were ready. So I'm really big. You've got to be ready. This whole idea of just put a podcast out there and maybe the players are going to come—that worked well in the movie, but it does not work well in real life. So I think you've got to be very strategic and ready to launch.
1: Davey, I want to switch gears here for a moment. So we're at FinCon, and I would say most of the people that are attending this conference, their goal is to be successful. Maybe they want to be millionaires. They want to be wise with personal finance. You've experienced great success in a lot of those things. So in a way, a lot of the goals of people that are here are not necessarily your goals anymore because you've achieved that. So what excites you now? Like, What are some things that get you out of bed and get you excited, being the fact that you've already had some of the success that most people would want to achieve? Yeah, I think what excites me the most is
0: really finding the ways that I can maximize the way I give back and help other people because I'm an other sorter. And so my joy comes from, say, like helping somebody see, you know, get the light bulb and go, oh, that's how I could double my business in the next year. That's exciting to me that I was able to help them do that. So my, I get out of the bed because I'm so excited about what I'm doing that I just love the people I'm helping. And I can't say it enough. I love my podcast. This is the most favorite thing in my life. I would sit and do podcasts rather than go to a concert just because I'd get to meet all these cool people and get to interview them.
1: Then you wouldn't have seen the Dixie Chicks. We do recommend that. Uh, so JV, you have the book, The Conscious Millionaire. You are always giving that book out. You're always selling that book. Why is that book and the message of that book important to you? I think it's because it was
0: the turning point I had spent. I'd sold companies. I had been living in Boulder. I was going camping for like two and three weeks at a time for a couple of three years, two or three years. And I was literally, as, as I use my verbiage as I was asking the universe, why am I here? I've got all these talents. I got these degrees. But how am I supposed to be using them to make the world better? And then I was skiing for six months in Lake Tahoe. I went over to San Francisco, three and a half hour drive for the weekend, looked down, saw this brochure for the Green Festival, which I didn't even know what it was. But I just had this strong intuition. I always just follow the intuition. Picked it up, put it in my SUV. And when I got back to my place that I would rent it, I had a hot tub. So I got in the hot tub and I'm reading this brochure for the Green Festival. And I see the word conscious. Now, my intuition's all visual. So literally in my forehead, I saw the phrase Conscious Millionaire and I said, oh my gosh, that's it. That's what I'm on earth to do. And I stayed in the hot tub for 40 minutes because I know that it would all be okay. And then I got out and I took ConsciousMillionaire.com and being a good attorney, I filed my trademarks all over the world and went after Conscious Millionaire. And six months later, a similar kind of experience, I got Conscious World, started that as my global nonprofit to work with young entrepreneurs. So to me, this is my calling. It's like my assignment, and I actively was on a search to find it. So now that I have it, it's just cool that it's a cool assignment. I mean, it's, I'm the guy who gets to do this because if I didn't do it, I believe somebody else would be doing it. But that I get to go build Conscious Millionaire and make a difference in people's lives and help them build businesses that they feel great about, that they're filled with joy, and that they get to go out and make the money that they want to make helping people, That's a pretty good gig.
2: Do you think that that's the key, though, to success is doing what your purpose is? Absolutely. It's at the core of the Conscious Millionaire business model.
0: I teach people to find that passionate difference they want and make it the key to how they're building their business.
1: JV, let's do finish this sentence. All right. Finish this sentence. I'm a fan of Adele. (laughs) (laughs) And I want a ticket to see Adele. (laughs) I was expecting that answer. That's great. Okay, the next finish the sentence, if you ever get a chance to.
0: If you ever get a chance for us to go out to dinner, I'm a foodie, so take me up on the opportunity. Let's go have fun. What's your favorite kind of food? Oh, gosh, that's a hard one. Everything but raw onions and raw celery. (laughs) I think those are my favorite kinds of foods. All right, and if you ever visit Denver. Oh, if you ever visit Denver, I live two blocks from Union Station. You got to go downtown, go to Union Station. They've completely redone it. It's got mercantile restaurants. One of the top three restaurants in Denver is in Union Station. I was just there three weeks ago. And they've got a great bar in Union Station. So you just got to go hang out in Union Station. I mean, that's the number one thing I would tell you to do. All right. So as we start to wrap up, JV, what's the best place for people to connect with you online? Well, I would say go to ConsciousMillionaire.com. And so because this is what I do with every time I'm a guest, I want to give you my book for free. So you can go to ConsciousMillionaire.com forward slash free book answer a few questions and you'll get the book and a $97 training program that goes with it to help you build and grow your business.
2: I'm going to sign up right after we sign off.
1: Yeah, hard to argue with that free deal. Thank you, JV. And then of course, we always do final thoughts to close out the episode. JV, do you have any final thoughts?
0: Well, my personal motto is trust perfect timing. It's how I live. It's how I do business. It's how I do everything in my life. And I would say, take that to heart that there's a perfect timing already occurring in life. And when you get really authentic and present and connect with that, I find that your business and life and everything you
1: do works out. Well, I think it was perfect timing that you and I were able to sit down at FinCon, do this interview, and not just have this interview, but also have Jessica Garbarino from everysingledollar.com as the co-host.
2: Thank you so much for having me, Jared.
1: JV, thank you for your time. Well, thank you for having
2: me.
0: And hello, and thank you, and goodbye to everybody listening. Hello. 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 Before you ever launch, get clear about who your market is, what problem you're solving, what you want out of it for your business, what you want your guests to get out of it, because I think that's very critical.